unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. All right, we are good. So, it has been a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Irish and I were just talking. He's like, what was the last one we did? And I uh, said the AI one, and we talked about how dark that was. So, it, it's it, it was a dark one. Um, this one's kind of dark, but in a humorous, uh, really sad kind of way. So, um, a little bit of housekeeping real quick. Number one, you know, I want to thank our sponsor, The Serving Times. Uh, yes, Blame Tag. Uh, the link is in the description. It is the current link uh, for your beehive. So if you want some extremely, extremely great writing, please check out The Serving Times. It's worth your while. But anyway, this is a topic that, uh, look, we talk about social media, or I do a lot, and um, I talk about how it's pretty toxic. And, you know, tonight's episode, uh, I believe it's called uh, Where the Boots Taste Best, a.k.a. LinkedIn, um, which may be the most toxic social media out there. And I got some doozies for you guys. So, Irish, real quick, are you familiar with LinkedIn? Have you ever used it? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. I know the concept of it. I opened an account and closed it about two months later. It was just not for me. Right, right, and 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 the amount of stuff that you get. Well, what's really amusing, uh, you know, let me preface this. Back when I started the retail war zone, okay, I completely scrubbed my LinkedIn. I took my resume off, a whole nine yards, and all it was is I changed it all to retail war zone stuff. Now, it still shows like what my years of experience and whatnot, and I cannot imagine what goes through these people's heads because I'm always getting these emails. You've appeared in such and such search. I'm like, what? And it's like all these different businesses. And I'm like, are you watching the videos or did something trigger you? And then you're, you're looking at my account and you're like, Oh shit, what is that? Who is it? No, this, no, no, no. But it's all the time. And on the flip side of it, because I changed everything to a podcast, the amount of email spam I get from people from LinkedIn who quote unquote want to connect because they promised me they can improve my SEO ratings for the podcast and get the, it's, it's stupid bullshit. It's just stupid. And, um, let's see, hybrid says suck. Some employers will require going through LinkedIn to apply online. That's a red flag, man. Uh, 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 no, 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 no. And I'm going to show you why here in just a second. Um, Blame Tag says, I got kicked off LinkedIn. I have not. And I'll be honest with you. I thought once I started posting episodes that I would get kicked off. Now, when I post this one, yeah, my time there is probably over. If it's not, that's going to be hilarious. So I have visual aids. And Irish, I'm warning you, this is some nonsense. Okay. So I hope you are prepared. Um, I am strapped in. Hold on. What is this? Prima. Hello. Sorry for bothering you. I want to offer promotion to your channel. Um, you can fuck straight off. Thank you. Have a nice day. Um, blocked. Uh, all right. Here we go. So, God be with us. So, the first thing you see here is this is an actual post from uh, Reddit. 
And it says, I swear, LinkedIn is useless cancer. Self-promoting, self-congratulating dick suckers only. Those job applications rarely translate into jobs. Also, in return, I am always spammed by the stupid suggested post of behavior declared above. Like, how is that relevant to me? LinkedIn needs to go out of business for fuck's sake. So everything we're going to go through here, these are real posts. And I don't really know how to to reconcile this nonsense because this is this is garbage all right so the first one i'm not even gonna try to say the name he's a founder and ceo at wherever happy friday uh if your team is living for the weekend your company culture has a problem at Catonic, we ditch the Friday fever and celebrate every day why because success shouldn't have an off switch we're not saying weekends don't matter, but when not being at work is the highlight of your week, something's got to change. That mindset leads to burnout, lack of focus, and missed opportunities. I founded Katonic AI on a different principle, building a workplace where people are genuinely excited about the impact they make. Monday through Friday. Is it ambitious? Absolutely. But guess what? It works. Imagine the possibilities if your team approached every day with that same weekend energy. If you're ready for this kind of workplace, come join us. We have multiple openings. And then there's uh, this gentleman, Brandon. He is a CEO at Seamless AI, four times best-selling author. He says, visit my website. A Big Mac doesn't cost $1.99. It costs your health. Netflix doesn't cost $19.99. It costs your time. Social media doesn't cost zero. It costs your productivity. There is always a cost for how you spend your time. Choose wisely. Duly noted. <laughs> and then we have Jesus uh, this person who is a principal lawyer at Grit Plus Company Law, um, 36 male. A quick personal story. I was off LinkedIn for about six months. I love posting if I'm being candid. It gets overwhelming at times to keep up with comments, DMs, and post generation on top of my day-to-day work. So I didn't log in for a couple of days, which became one week which became one month, which became six months. Time flew by, and yet I felt something missing in my life that whole time. It's hard to describe, but it felt like a meal that has all the components on the plate, a protein, a carb, and vegetables, but it's just not fully satisfying. After much introspection, I came to a conclusion. My break from LinkedIn was actually a break from adding value. I've gotten enough feedback to know people find my writing valuable. And by not being on LinkedIn, I was doing a disservice to anyone who my writing could help, even in a small way. If we can do more, we should do more. To leave you with a thought, if you have something to give, experience, thoughts, ideas, mentorship, give it. Please, pretty please, we need more of that. And good news, my time away gave me a bunch of ideas on the topics I write about. Solo and small firm issues, business development, law in the age of AI, etc. More to come. Who boy? Jesus Christ. Oh, old Irish. It, 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 I'm going. I'm going to get fucking sick. It, is- it, it, it gets better. It gets better. I have six screens of this nonsense. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! All right. So here's the next. I often see resumes where someone has worked at six companies over the last ten years. I'm staring at one right now. These job hoppers usually last a little under two years per company on average. If someone has a jumpy resume, it's the first thing I notice. It's so blatant to me, yet it continues to fool a lot of people. Thinking back over the last 15 years at my companies, I've hired thousands of people, and I can't think of a single person I've hired with a jumpy resume who has worked out long-term. Not one. I wonder why. 
Um, and then here's Stephen Corson. Uh, he is the contrarian investor preaching lifestyle design, retired at 34, lived the life you want. Visit his website. Ladies and gentlemen, I almost had a drink come through my nose over this one when I read it. Here's a sex tip about money. Read this before LinkedIn takes it down. Money is an emotional topic. If you need to have a conversation with your significant other about money, have sex before the conversation to make it more relaxed and fruitful. It also promotes togetherness, which is important. However, my wife did catch on when I said we needed to talk about money almost every day. So this tip has a limited monthly use case. P.S. Drop any methods you have to make your money conversations go well. Oh, Lord. And then we have this person who is chief mama and co-founder of Mama Earth. Um, What if your best talent resigns for a hike in salary offered by your competition? This happened recently, and I had to let the person go because of one thing. When asked, their sole motivator was money. At Honasa Consumer Limited, we work a lot to retain talent by expanding the scope of the role to offer new challenges and ownership offering an ESOP plan to create a stake in the company's success and value, providing access to high-quality training and development programs to upskill, aligning employee goals with internal growth opportunities for clear advancement, all because we want team members who are thinking as much about the company and brands as we do. We ensure that people are engaged and enjoying the work they are doing. But if their only short-term goal is money, then you may be better off without them. I could have matched the salary, but I decided not to. If money is the only reason you choose one job over another, then I should hire someone else. What do you all do in this situation? Well, boy. Who the fuck are these people talking to? Okay. Wait, there's more. That's only screen two hours. It gets better. Oh, my God. Okay, this one was great. Um, Brendan Giles, here to help businesses. I really don't understand the war on work that is being waged on several levels at the moment. On one hand, we have a very loud minority pushing to shorten work weeks to only four days, while we have a government consistently making it harder to employ people with unnecessary rules around the highly efficient gig economy and the right to disconnect from work. Before we talk about further compromising the amount of time people spend working, we need to put it into perspective just how little people work. There are 168 hours in a week. An average person working a standard 40-hour week is only spending a meager 23.8% of those working. When we factor in the standard four weeks of annual leave and public holidays, that falls to just 21.1% of hours at work. Even someone who puts in two hours of overtime per workday and clocks up to 50 hours a week is only spending a little over a quarter of their time at work each year. And that is before you factor in other entitlements like sick leave and long service leave. But even those low numbers are misleading because people don't work their whole life. The average person starts working around 19 and stops around 65. Assuming an average life expectancy, that means they spend 44% of their life not working at all. When we factor that in, the average person working a standard 40-hour week is spending less than 12% of their life at work. 
the fact that as a society we can scrape by with all the modern conveniences we do utilizing just 12% of people's time is pretty remarkable. But the idea that we should be cutting into that is further absurd. We seem hell-bent on making it ever harder for businesses to maximize the productivity of their staff and attract the international talent they need, which isn't how you build a healthy world-class economy. Now, the one comment that was here that got cut off on the, the, the screen was, yo, he didn't factor in how much time you sleep. So, um, I'm take a breather here for a second. Iris, you got any thoughts so far? Uh, so yes, lots. Um, that like that, a lot of them that you've read out so far, they sound like they're in a fucking cult or they're cult leader. Jim Jones should be on here, right? What the fuck? Like, it, it, this is, uh, it, it, this is a state of delusion I didn't think fucking existed. Oh, it gets better. Here we go. You'll love this one. Speaking of that, John Thomas, MBA, Information Technology, Bachelor of Science of Marketing, Public Affairs Officer, at wherever, blah, blah, blah. The purchase of a wage, no, the purpose of a wage is not to provide the employee with a livable income or indeed for any targeted benefit whatsoever. It is to compensate the employee for the value added to the business through employment in a competitive labor market. This quote unquote living wage argument needs to be eliminated from the discussion. That doesn't mean that wage discussions can't include human considerations, nor does it mean that businesses don't frequently undervalue employee contributions. In an open and free labor market, unfair dealings have the tendency to correct themselves. At any rate, businesses and labor markets alike cannot flourish if society imposes wages that are not commensurate with the actual value of labor. Whew. Right. Okay. Oh, it gets better. So we got Trent Dressel. He's the vice president at D&D Wholesale Supply Course Careers Instructor. As much as I, and you wait till you hear this one, as much as I enjoy working from home, I can't help but dream about returning to an office, an electric environment with people who want to be there and share similar values, long-term oriented, trust, honesty, respect, Desire to achieve big things together. The whiteboard in my living room will have to do for now. Any any misspelt do, but we'll we'll you know there, there, there's your vice president doesn't know spell check. Then we have Alvin Klein, CEO at Lucid and partner wherever that is, scaling conscious compounds via Meta and Google Ads. He says this this is admittedly controversial, but when hiring, I get yellow flags. When I'm hiring for a management level position and the candidate says they can start after they give a two weeks notice to their current employer. As a member of any of the companies that I've been part of, I want to be so indispensable to my company that it will take them several weeks or months to get my replacement found and trained. And I look for team members who will be similar in value and how they treat their past employer is likely how they'll treat our company. Two weeks is recognized as a standard, and therefore, it's not a red flag to me, but I do proceed with caution. P.S. As an employer, I try my best to foster a culture where it's safe and common for an employee to share months ahead of time that they're ready to move on, and then I can partner with them to make it easy for them and me. Ha! And then this idiot, Dom Holland, 
He's the co-founder at Trady, building the Amazon Prime Home Services. Says, often when I am working, I realize I am working frantically as if my battery is about to die. It's not. I just have a natural urgency in everything I do. I love working with others with the same urgency. You can't teach it. And hard to instill in someone whose drum just beats slower. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. And there's more. (laughs) This is uh, Sean Potts, founder at Plexus. I'm hiring for three experienced recruiters to join my team here at Plexus in London. We have big growth plans this year and can support another three sales teams immediately. If you are a solid recruiter, um, you know, 250,000 uh, British pounds plus billings and want to learn how to manage or think you already can, hit me up. Smiley face. Um, we have a proven track record of developing people at all levels into proven sales leaders. We are consistently on the recruiter hot 100. We are the biggest and best crypto recruiter on the planet. We give people huge management opportunity. If they are good enough, prove yourself in this role and you'll be on our SLT in six months. Please do not apply. If you are scared of developing yourself, you want a cushy nine to five. You want work life balance in your twenties. Spare me, please. You want to work from home. Our sales team is a well-oiled machine, but we work together on site. It's non-negotiable. If that speaks to you, please reach out to me for a confidential chat. Okay. And then this is this, this is a good one here. This is why making food at home is losing you money. If you love people like Dave Ramsey, you all like this post. I heard this outlook a few months ago on a podcast, I think Alex Hormozzi. And it completely changed my perspective on how I spend money. So let's talk about why making food at home is losing your money. In order to make food at home, you would need to look up recipes, which the cost of that is time. Drive to the store. The cost is gas and time. Shop for groceries, then wait in line to buy them. Your cost there is time and money. Drive home from the store. Your costs are time and gas. Cooking a full meal. Your cost is time. Cleaning and putting leftovers away, your cost is time. Run the dishwasher, your cost is money. You're not only paying with cash, but also with your most valuable asset time. Another example is fixing your car. You might know how to do it, but it would take you eight hours. But only costs $50 to the mechanic. Is that eight hours of hard work worth $50 to you? Some people find solace in cooking or working on their car and wouldn't want to work extra hours on bettering themselves, their business, or their job. But this is why restaurants, mechanics, financial advisors, and other services exist in the economy, the economic landscape. Whew. Okay. And this is Sean Warmstein. He's a PR pro developing meaningful corporate and stakeholder communi- communities or communications. I don't know. It's cut off. The subject of work-life balance is ever-present. And while for a lot of people the need to disconnect tech or mentally is important, I feel that in talking to some colleagues, there is another group of us where staying engaged during time away from the office is our preferred choice. For me, I do this not out of fear or distrust because for me to enjoy the moment and maximize that time off, keeping an eye on work gives me the most sanity. When out of office, I manage my inbox to optimize my time back so I'm not playing catch-up or hit with surprises. Rather, I can hit the ground running and not regret taking vacation. 
How do you approach? Boy. Oh. Irish, you okay? You still with us? I mean, I'm barely conscious at this point, but yeah, it's... it's oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> this is Nick Huber. And Nick Huber, he said he sold a service company for seven figures. He says, if you live in the United States and you aren't successful, you have nobody to blame but yourself. That's great. And then we have Brian Glass, live a life of your own design. He's a trial lawyer, raising three boys, and he's an investor. He says... You have an underperforming employee at your law firm, more than one if you're like most law firms. And the story that you're telling yourself about why you haven't fired him is that I really care about him and I don't want to hurt him. But the reality is that if you actually cared about your employee, you would have the courage to get over the hard conversation and make sure that they aren't stuck for a single day long in a position where they are failing. People want to excel. They can tell when they aren't. And if they can't tell, you need to tell them before they limp their way through the next 30 years of their career. Candor is compassion. And then this is beautiful. Reality versus LinkedIn. And we got Darth Vader here. Reality. Darth Vader. Anakin Skywalker. He was assistant to the Emperor. However, on LinkedIn, he's Darth Vader. Lord. CEO of the Death Star, one and two, Chief of Staff to Supreme Chancellor, Dark Lord of the Sith, Chosen One Jedi Order, Jedi Ghost, ex-Jedi Knight, ex-General, Grand Army of the Republic, Starfighter Pilot, Pod Racing Prodigy, Midichlorian Count Galaxy Record Holder, Lobbyist, Dark Thought Leader, Activist Force Phenom, um, Phenom, Inventor, Lightsaber Smith, husband to Senator Amidala, father to a princess, which technically makes me a king, father, Luke's father, child of a virgin birth, one and only Jedi master turned Sith Lord turned Jedi ghost. And ladies and gentlemen, who boy. All right. So, Iris, I'm going to go through the chat. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to cut you loose here for a few because there's a lot of shit going on in the chat. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, I, 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 in terms of what the, the, the shit that you just read out there, I know it was kind of probably cherry picked, whatever else, but like some of that is just outright fucking diluted. Uh, like it looked like fucking chat GPT had to go with some of that stuff. Like it is very cultish. And I honestly, like it, it seems to be that, like there's a lot of parallels here or crossover with like how they treat fucking Tinder. Uh, it, it's it's just like I think there's more fucking honesty on Tinder. It's just so like the 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 kind of disproportion of like how people present themselves on that bullshit. Like you know, I'm the king of crypto or the fucking CEO of some bullshit is is bad enough. And I just like except they seem to be up for getting fucked more than people do on Tinder though. Like, it's just, like, there's this self-congratulatory, you know, fucking, I don't know, it's like fucking, there's, they're celebrating the fact that they're, you, you know, grinding themselves to fucking death, you know. And so somebody's just factually fucking stupid. Like, like, like the, the guy that was like, you know, oh, the, you know, we need to get rid of the living wage. And the, the, the reasons, like, he, he gave is just, just... They don't <laughs> not parallel with fucking reality. Oh my god, it's just that's some serious fucking 
bullshit. Why are people on that? Well, why would you want to read through that or flick through? I don't understand it. it. You know, it started out originally okay. It started out very humble beginnings, and you know, it was a place to put your resume and connect with recruiters. And and now it's just like any other social media. Some of the some of the ch- chat comments. Um, um, let's see here. Uh, blame tag says what a way to over over explain post nut clarity that was good um hero says foreplay with linkedin that's a cold shower for sure um hybrid says last one sounds like we're going to work you to death um hero says the phrase other entitlements like sick leave and maternity leave says a lot uh, here also said there's a Doctor Who episode where the human race gets rid of sleep to be available to work more and increase productivity. If you're against sleep, is it possible for that to be his wet dream? Probably. Um, hybrid says, wait, companies still replace people. I thought they just made everyone work more. <laughs> and then TM Lens, good to see you. The only people we have that give more than two weeks is our college kids when they're going to graduate. We are currently getting with them now. Um, the, the, uh, TM Lens also says my boss feels better when he knows our numbers when he's off. I keep telling him he doesn't need to know those things. That's true. He doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make him feel better. It just makes him feel like he knows more. Um, let's see. Uh, due to one of the comments, Hero says he's raising three boys. One divorced. Two, oh God, he reproduced. Three, oh no, he's probably making them like him. True. Um, TM Lynn says, I literally LOL'd at the midichlorian line. Yep. Uh, Brent Diamond says, Delilah is soluble. Uh huh. Or solulu, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure there. Um, and the TM Lynn says, one of the other ASM at my store has an accountant LinkedIn. We were looking at DMs and GMs in our organization. That's the fun part. When you go look at the people that are above you on, on LinkedIn, it'll make you vomit more. It really will. It's fucking terrible because they act like they're God on there. It's like, hey, look, I did this and I did this. Whatever, man, whatever. I mean, it is it, like a social club. Um, before I go into the next slides we have here right now, um, would you uh, uh the lulu is the so lulu okay got you uh have anything else to add real quick irish hello uh-oh we may have lost irish let me see what's going on here hold on you there irish we we can hear you tm lynn says don't go into the light oh hello hello we lost you there for a second tm lynn says don't go into the light and hero just said that you were speechless from all this nonsense well (laughs) for some reason my internet just dropped but i mean yeah that works too um okay now uh, <laughs> I know. It, I know. All right. Let, let, let me just just gather myself for a moment here. Like, just look, just go over like some of the stuff that you um, read out there. Like, I mean, like 
a, a lot of it is from the big dick energy, the people that like to be self-congratulatory. And But look, overall, it it does remind me of um, cult kind of terminology. Some right. Of stuff. But have you ever... Uh, have you ever known someone to be in like a completely destructive relationship? It could be with another person or with a drug substance, whatever else. I, I've, in, I've been in that. I've been in one of those relationships. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they're, but they're at the point where they're at in denial and they're making all these excuses of, Oh no, no, no. It's uh, you know, it's, it, it's not as bad as it looks. And they just invent all these crazy reasons why someone, you know, smashed up their car or, burn their clothes on the front lawn or why they went on a, you know, week long bender and forgot to go to work. And it seems like that these people are in that sort, they have that sort of relationship with work. You know, I think there's, there's underlying issues there. You know, I mean, if you love work that much, something else is seriously fucking wrong. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, you know, like one or two of them, there's a, you know, oh, we, we, you know, who was the woman that said that like the, that, that she doesn't, <laughs> You know, if you don't want to be in work, you're in the... What the fuck was she talking about? Right. Uh, yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. No, man. It's... um, In terms of social media, anyway, this this has to be one of the most... Also, some social media is kind of... Uh, it presents a, a, a false narrative to the audience, you know? Because, right. But... Jesus Christ, this one is um, very destructive, though. It's very. I think. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And and in the chat, we got Bren Diamond saying LinkedIn is turning into a weird MLM cult for finance bros. Yes. Um, and then Hybrid says, wonder if they're Scientologists. And the hero says, question, the one complaining about the two-week notice, who the hell looking to hire or want to hire someone that says it's going to take a month for them to even start? Correct. So now a lot of your points, Irish, that you made, there's an article. We have more visual aids. Okay. So this article is from Hacker Noon, and the link is in the description. And I, I cut, it's a fairly long article. Go read it because it, it's spot on. It says the dark side of LinkedIn, a capitalist pipe dream. If you spent any time on Instagram, you've likely noticed the abundance of happy, adventurous, and food-loving people populating your feed. A few weeks on the website will make it clear that everybody seems to be leading a fun life except for you. But what about LinkedIn? While Instagram's negative impact on mental health is well-documented, the platform's professional cousin is often overlooked. The studies available on the effects of LinkedIn are surprisingly few. However, based on my own anecdotal experience and that of many others online, LinkedIn is arguably the most disingenuous of all social media sites, requiring users to constantly self-promote and feign expertise to garner attention. This has created a toxic culture that leaves many feeling like imposters among the seemingly successful. While LinkedIn has been increasingly helpful in connecting and networking with the right people, it is also a chore to keep your account active. The truth is, many people who use the platform don't actually enjoy it. 
Rather, they feel pressured to keep posting in order to promote their businesses or appease their employers. The aggressively competitive and attention-seeking culture of the website is creating problems for everyone, and it's time to take a closer look at the harm that LinkedIn is causing. Once again, a capitalist pipe dream, a culture of self-promotion, virtue signaling, corporate worship, and toxic productivity. If Elon Musk and the other billionaires could microchip us, we would all be ideal workers who are always productive and constantly pushing the limits. While that day has not come, thankfully, the privileged LinkedIn users at the top of the food chain would like you to believe that this is what will actually generate wealth for you. Work yourself to death and hope that the capitalist gods give you a piece of the pie. The biggest problem with LinkedIn is that it incentivizes users to present an idealized and often fictitious version of themselves and their work. A lot of the content on the platform is either endless bragging, expert advice, or encouragement of toxic corporate culture. Let's have a look at another LinkedIn post. And uh, that's just, I I cut the post out because it really wasn't worth it. But this kind of rhetoric is all too common on LinkedIn, where the culture of self-promotion and toxic productivity reigns supreme. It perpetuates the capitalist pipe dream that hard work and determination will inevitably lead to wealth and success, while conveniently ignoring the systemic inequalities that often keep marginalized groups from achieving the same level of success as their privileged counterparts. This is harmful to young individuals who are still at the early stage of their careers and are vulnerable to toxic work cultures. There's nothing wrong with being ordinary. I had to break by hand to learn this the hard way. You don't appreciate how amazing your everyday life is until something really bad happens to you. As someone who had to start from zero like many others, I truly understand the value of money. But slowly killing yourself and trying to make the most money possible as the best of years of your life fade away is not the way to go. It is true that financial and societal success usually improves your quality of life, but the business community, especially the one on LinkedIn, needs to start being accepting of people who are happy with the cards that they have been dealt with. The culture of toxic productivity that has plagued a platform where you are deemed unworthy if you are not constantly growing or pushing yourself needs to end. Being a Dwight from the office is fine, but being a Stanley is also okay. The pressure to constantly be achieving and thriving is a significant cause of burnout, stress, unhappiness, and physical health problems. The idea that success only comes from monetary gains is flawed, and it is important to recognize that everyone has different priorities in life. End. Irish. Well, that, that's a that that look that that's a kind of a healthy palate cleanser to the bullshit that we just heard from, but. Um, Look, just to kind of gather my thoughts a second, like what you what you were reading out there obviously was some of the more ridiculous ones. But if you look at the profiles of the people that spin that rhetoric, they it appears the ones you read out anyway, they, they come from jobs that are, I suppose, the, the medium to which you communicate everything, what you sell to how you recruit employees is bullshit. It's their bullshit heavy jobs like fucking crypto and recruiting and HR. It's all that actually their, no. Their, their language is bullshit. I, I, the, the crypto thing is there, but like when I look at my feed, 
there's recruit. I mean, there's recruiters I've dealt with like years ago that were great recruiters. When I talk to them, they, like human beings that I'm connected with them there that are now right in the middle of this mess. My, when you scroll down on LinkedIn, it's just like scrolling on Twitter, the people you follow or whatnot. It is the most toxic and it, it I, it's almost embarrassing. I mean, to be honest well, with you, I mean, it's embarrassing to see these people stoop to such levels that they, they are kissing every ass that's in front of their face. And uh, that ain't me, man. I ain't doing that shit. Yeah, yeah the, the, that, that what's, that's the kind of distinguishing feature for me with LinkedIn is that um, unlike many other platforms that are just a vehicle to get your message out there or connect with people that are like-minded, like Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, whatever. Um, LinkedIn is like a, like there's, there's like a, a consensus there that in order to be active on LinkedIn, you have to be part, that's where it's culty for me. You have to be part of that bootlicking kind of uh, mentality. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, you, you're, you're there because you're, this is where it becomes kind of um every it's an echo chamber you're there because you are trying under the guise of um promoting yourself and connecting and networking and all this sort of bullshit you, you you're just celebrating this kind of uh corporate grind mentality and look i, I know linkedin uh, or, or i mean suppose they originated from uh, probably a good idea. Like, what about connecting professionals? Oh yeah, kind of field a, a lot right? of this. A lot of this stuff starts out innocently enough as a good idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, Facebook did too. But like, the thing is, like, the, there is the law of diminishing returns as well, right? And like, so, like, if everyone does it, then it just loses the value. So, like, if 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 everyone that um, wants to be, let's say, a graphic designer, you know, is is linked to 2000 other graphic designers and companies that recruit for graphic designers, then, then you don't stand out anymore, you know, but you're still trying to, you know, what I'm saying is I think it's, it's really overvalued the use of it. Like, and, and when, you know, if, if LinkedIn is just a bunch of a series of posts and, you know, kind of verbal diarrhea, like you just read out, I don't even know who they're talking to. It's it's uh, like if, if everyone is already on the platform has a similar fucking mentality, that's where it becomes so disingenuous because I don't think anyone really believes that shit. They just no, you know. But here's the thing. I know people who are on LinkedIn that you're right about, you know, everybody's right about the cult kind of thing because it's like they want this engagement. They want, oh, I made X amount of connections. It ain't doing shit for you. I don't care if you're a content creator. I don't care if you put up a video. If you really think that the 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 views you get on LinkedIn are going to do you any good, all right, whatever. But uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to pull up. I'm going to just give you guys an idea because I can't do it, you know, with with where we're at right now. But uh, just to give you guys an idea, um, there we go. I'm pulling up my LinkedIn on my phone, all right? And it's like I'm scrolling through my feed, and there's a friend of mine who does audio, which is fine. But then there's AI platforms. 
Um, and, and it's just, it really looks like, like, congratulate this person on their work anniversary. Celebrating, oh celebrating one year and five guys. One year and five guys. And then we got another person. Um, I mean, it, it's just it's just nonsense. When you when you go through and and you scroll through your feed, it it's no different than Facebook. It's no different than any other social media. It, it's nonsense. No, no we, we we all know people who who have these social media feeds where you know they're they're posting happy family pictures and pictures of cats and the right. dinner they cooked. And we all know it's that if you know them personally, that they're a fucking train wreck and that their marriage is about to break down and they can't cook for shit. Yes. You know? uh, but, it, you know, they present themselves in a different way. LinkedIn is no different in that respect. But the the, the difference is, is that, like, with, with LinkedIn, like, your job should not be your identity. It, you know, it, it, you know I, I have more sympathy for people that are, you know, promoting their you know, their, their, their family photographs or their pets or whatever the case would be. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, but you know, there, there's the, the series of posts that you read out there, they're celebrating the fact that their job is who they are. And that's all well and good if you happen to be one of the lucky few people that are doing something that they love. Yeah, but I, but I agree with you. Case, yeah, you know, I agree with, with you. But the people that you're seeing doing this, it's also gloating. All right. So they're oh, yeah, they're exactly. celebrating what their successes are to throw it in your face. Hey, look, I did this, I did this. Okay, so basically you're saying I took for granted everybody in my life just for the sake of a dollar. And now that I did that, look, I got cars, I've got this, I got that. But you know, spiritually and emotionally, these people are fucking empty and dry, and it is. And and part of it, almost to me, especially when we talk about AI, how many of these fuckers are getting paid by some company to post this nonsense to promote that work is everything? You know, I read something the other day. It's like, you know, none of us asked to be born into this world. But were we really put here to live the life that we live right now? I mean, were we put here to be like an indentured servant to a company and provide value and that you retire at 65, 66, and you only get maybe if you live that long, 10 years of elderly can't fucking physically do anything freedom. I mean, you know, it's, it's all nonsense. And that's what really aggravates me about LinkedIn is these fuckers talking about like, Oh, I'm on my vacation. I'm working. Fuck you. You're an idiot. Take your personal time. And I wonder how many of these people are being paid to do pro work propaganda, so to speak. Well, uh, if I can disagree with you for once, um, I'm a strong believer in never attribute to malice what can adequately be explained by stupidity. Um, that's usually the case. People are probably dumb enough to do it without being paid because oh, they believe you're right. in 
You're they, right. They believe in this, right? They, they 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 believe that there's value in this. Like, look at like I can't go into this too much, but like we, we where I work, we have a marketing department that believe in stuff that fucking children's fairy tales book would be written on. Like they they come up with these campaigns, they come up with this fucking nonsense half the time that has absolutely no basis in reality. And if you were actually you could prove it by looking at sales reports and this, but they believe in it and they they sell it well and they do their PowerPoint presentations and they do their you know all that sort of stuff. And people get behind it. And they they also they sell it on, and anyone with half a fucking brain that examined this stuff would know it's bullshit. And so, a lot of the time, it's not nearly as malicious as it seems. People are just getting behind this stupidity and promoting it themselves because they believe in it. You know, and, um, and I have to agree with you, and you're right in correcting me because when you said that, I immediately thought of Apple employees. Hmm. There are so many people who are bought in the fact that they get to work for Apple because they're so great that yeah. they'll promote Apple for free. You're right. You're hundred percent right. Yeah. Irish. Yeah. But I mean, it, it but look, this, 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 uh, it applies to a lot of different things, but like the, the, the thing about that's unique to, okay, let's put it this way. Nobody is on, or very few people are on things like Twitter or Reddit or Facebook celebrating how great Twitter, Reddit or Facebook are. Right. It's just a it's just a vehicle. You know, but you have people on LinkedIn who, you know, are pretty much promoting LinkedIn yes. as you know, as as this vehicle to improve yourself in this way or that way or the other way. And and when when they're talking about, you know, self improvement and the motivate anyone that's motivated by money, you know, shouldn't be hired and this thing. That's where it becomes really fucking toxic. And you're you're presenting uh, you're, you're, you're presenting to the, to the world and a, a very unhealthy kind of, um, uh, uh, in my opinion, an unhealthy kind of thing to do for want of better words. But, you know, if you were dumb enough at some point in your life to be married to an unfaithful job or two, oh, you would know is. the cost of that. Best quote right? ever. You would know the cost of this. Seriously. It very nearly ended me. Because I wasn't as bad as to promote it on things like LinkedIn, but everybody that I met that was in the grind and was celebrating the fact that they worked twice as long as the next person in line and they, you know, they were seeking out a promotion by doing all these extra, every single one of them, this is anecdotal, but go with me on this, are, were miserable. Right. They, they, didn't have, they didn't have good relationships. Some of them didn't know their kids very well. Um, and their entire identity was about this job, whatever uniform they happened to be wearing. And the people that I found had, that seemed more balanced, that had happy enough relationships, were the guys that, you know, didn't really give a fuck what, you know, the boss expected. They did their job. They did it and they went home. well. And yeah, and what I'm saying is, like, you, you, if you're entrepreneurial in mindset and you, you know, you, you're highly driven and everything. Well and good. Go for it. Right. But like this, this idea that every single person that works for you has the same outlook where they, they want their entire identity, the, the peak of the, you know, uh, the, the, the pinnacle of, of, of what they deem success is, is to be productive for a fucking company. 
is absolutely insane. Yeah. There's something Listen, I, there's something I wanted to do real quick. Hold on a second here. Yeah. Um I I so I've got this screen up here about nothing being nothing wrong with being ordinary. I want you to kind of espouse on that real quick, okay? Uh, give it a second to load so you can see it on your end and your thoughts on that. My thoughts on being ordinary. It's like, okay, first of all, I there's probably no such thing. I think everyone is extraordinary at something. If you know, if you, if, if, if you say live with somebody, you're, you're in love with somebody, you know that they're extraordinary in many ways. That doesn't mean that you can sell that, you know, it, it may not be, you couldn't make it into a product. Um, so in, in one sense, I think everyone is extraordinary. Um, but just by and large, zooming out a small bit, there is nothing wrong with being ordinary because like, look, the, the, the world is a fucking, is, is a crazy place. None of us will ever live long enough to explore even 10% of it. And, you know, why would you waste the 70 odd years of your life that you have with a functioning body and brain on grinding for some, you know, fucking corporate bullshit? Um, or celebrating the fact that your entire identity was around selling a product or whatever. You know, I, I there's beauty in being ordinary in some respects, you know. I mean, but, the big thing, you know, in, in all of this that, you know, I've got up here, um, and, and it's not just this platform, the culture of toxic productivity. And, uh, that's something that's pretty messed up and, you know, you, you've got a website that you're, you know, bragging about, you know, gets people jobs and whatnot. I think it scares people off at this point when you think, well, I honestly, I don't know how it's still going. Like, I'm not trying to be funny, but like just from, um, uh, like a functioning point of view, it like it probably doesn't really work that well like in terms of the initial concept of, you know, networking. Right. If everyone has 2000, 3000 fucking connections, it's not you're not really standing out. So that doesn't really work. So then you have to double down on the bullshit and write, you know, you have to stand out amongst the other 2000 connections. And then you, that's where you end up with these morons that are posting about how hard they work and they don't sleep. And, you know, their their only goal in life is to make an Excel fucking chart go in the right direction. And oh, Jesus, this like it's just sad. I'm, um, I'm curious as to how much money that site makes. And I'm looking it up right now. I'm not really seeing anything. Um, I'm looking up like don't know. LinkedIn finances and, and, and no, that's not showing anything. Where are they getting their money from? It, it's a big thing because, you you know, it takes money to keep these servers running for the amount of people they have. And, uh, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I mean, I guess... Um... I, actually, I, I don't know how they make money exactly, but it's it's um, but I, I I'm just wholly uninterested in that mindset. Like right. Of, um, you know, it's just like I'd say in terms of active users that you know get something out of 
LinkedIn and like. Oh, just, well, there it is. Hold up. Here it is. I did not know this until right now. And I should have done my due diligence. In 2016, Microsoft announced that it would acquire LinkedIn for $196 a share, a total value of $26.2 billion. It was the largest acquisition made by Microsoft until the acquisition of Activision Blizzard in 2022. Well, the year's off there because Activision Blizzard was uh, just recently. Um Wow. So Microsoft owns LinkedIn. I was unaware of this. And that is uh, uh, right here. That's going to be something to look at, Irish. We'll we'll revisit this. We're going to revisit the financials because there's not a lot of information about how much it's worth. Yeah, we might have to look back into that, but it's just just more moreover like that. You know, I just I just think the whole that it's that echo chamber of uh, corporate bullshit is just it's it's probably the most disingenuous crap out there. On and I hesitate to call LinkedIn social media, it, um, but that's what it is. That that's the whole point is it's become a social media site. Look, I didn't even get into the the gals who i mean literally there are posts on linkedin from females where they post a selfie and they ask what is the engagement with a picture and without that that's it it really mm-hmm. is it, it is linkedin is the worst of all the worst okay you got you got crypto you got selfies you got you know Guys, I would one day I'm going to take a picture of my inbox of all the fucking idiots I get saying, "Hey, we can make your podcast popular from LinkedIn," and they're all overseas. They're all in India. Every single fucking one of them, everyone, and it's just like it is the most. It's more to me going through my LinkedIn and reading the shit that I see. It's more toxic than Facebook or Instagram could ever be. And if you don't have an account, blame tag, go start a new account with a new name and whatnot and just go peruse. You, you'll, it's, it's amazing. Um, and Hero says she did some research. Um, according to LinkedIn's quarterly SEC filings, the professional networking site makes money through its talent solutions marketing solutions and premium subscriptions in other words by selling advertising uh-huh. recruitment services and membership privileges <clears throat> uh hero can you give me a number real quick because i i couldn't find it like i said and i'm pretty disappointed i didn't know microsoft owned it but then again you know microsoft but- really over the past week passed apple in value so it doesn't surprise me well yeah, look, I, I think one of the kind of um, I don't know if it's a if it's a red flag or just uh, sort of an indicator uh, of of when something ventures into the bullshit is when they start inventing words, um, right? <laughs> yeah, or inventing it, right? So now uh, I caught example from years ago, maybe twenty years ago. At this point, do you remember when um, Sales Associate became a brand ambassador? Oh, right. yeah. Right. So now that started with some fucking moron 
in a room with a PowerPoint presentation talking about how they, you know, they can, you know, we don't have sales. We have yep. brand ambassadors. We need to change the mentality. And oh, would you fuck off? Now, when they start having, what the fuck was that? A, like a, a work birthday or whatever the fuck you call that? You know, Your anniversary? The, the, yeah, work anniversary. Oh, would you please. Hey, look, listen, if you ever genuinely sincerely celebrate the fact that you know and announce that you have a work work you're off my list get the i do not want to associate with that's, someone that's kool-aid drinking people right there well but that's what i mean like that's where it's it's really fucking culty you know but like it, look when when they start inventing words and phrases uh, around it that you know it gets real bullshitty and it's just there's no substance to it it's just it's um you know it's just it's all superficial nonsense and and uh it's kind of, it's probably the saddest social media you know and that's saying something yeah i mean it, you know, it, it like, is it is sad and 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 you know like i said if you're not on it get on it and Make some connections. I mean, it just like a social experiment to see the kind of nonsense that you see. And, you know, if you want to dig deeper into the, the how bad it really is, um, Reddit is a great place to go to see all the links. I think there's actual subreddit, um, LinkedIn, um, crazies or something like that. Recruiting hell is probably a good one. But yeah, recruiting him. But, you know, the sad part is there's probably like recruiters that are posting things on LinkedIn that are getting pressure from their bosses. You know, you need to do this. Look, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a hiring manager and you're relying on LinkedIn, man, you got some problems as it is anyway. I mean, you know. Your company should have a website where they you're able to apply directly. Why do you need LinkedIn? If somebody wants well, to work for you, they will seek you out. You know, if you want to work for Walmart, you're going to go to Walmart's website. If you want to work for Apple, you're going to go to Apple's website. LinkedIn is like the middleman. Well, the, the other thing, too, is that they're, they're really walking this tightrope, right? It's, it's really strange in, in the sense of in order to keep someone on the LinkedIn platform, LinkedIn have to convince them that by being on the platform, they can exponentially increase their career prospects. Right. Right. So at the same time, to encourage recruiters to use it, they have to say, oh, you will get you the right people for the job. Now, both of those things can't really work very well together right. because – if someone is on LinkedIn, they they want to keep them on LinkedIn, which means they have to keep moving and keep climbing the corporate ladder or keep moving to a more suitable job. So that's not what recruiters want. Recruiter recruiters want retainment. Yes, they don't want to hire someone for three. Well, well actually, recruiter recruiters don't want retainment. That's that that's a misconception right now. Recruiters want to bring bodies in. I'm willing to bet you that there's no bonus program on retainment. But there's probably a bonus program on getting bodies on board. Yeah, probably. It's but like okay, well, it, it would make sense to me that be, uh, from someone that has to train people a lot, I don't want to have to do it more often than I need to, you know. Um, and it just 
I, 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 it, it's a really strange kind of thing that where if LinkedIn was actually successful in what they do, which is they match people to the right job. Then Holy shit, Irish, hold up. Just drop off the fucking platform. So, so I've got Hero doing digging in the other room. $162 million was generated through premium subscriptions. Hold up. Think about that for a minute. When we talk about cults, $162 million was generated through premium subscriptions on LinkedIn. Premium subscriptions okay, that's, allow... That's like... Well, here's what the premium subscription is. It allows members to increase their search results significantly, send messages on LinkedIn's email system rather than just receive them, contact members outside of their networks, and see information about people who have viewed their profiles. That is the biggest pyramid scheme in the world. That is like someone that pays to be on... That look, that's like someone who fucking like pays to be on OnlyFans to fuck themselves. Right. That's like you know you, you know you're you're oh, getting that. That's, Jesus Christ. That's the perfect thing. LinkedIn that, is the OnlyFans for bootlickers. There, there, there it is. LinkedIn is the OnlyFans for bootlickers. Irish, you nailed it once again. Well, I, I, I think it's, it's where if you're paying a premium to essentially, you know, advertise your services to get fucked, because that is what corporate is going to do, um, especially in that sort of mentality where the, the basically it's just burnout is, is, is the inevitable, you know, um, but for the absolute sociopaths and psychopaths out there, burnout is just inevitable at that point pace you know um but it's just like it, it like the, the the whole thing just it, it is it's like a, it it's like it is a fucking pyramid scheme look th- this actually may well be just total and utter bullshit that in 20 years time gets studied and like how did this ever you know i mean bernie madoff made a lifetime out of just bullshit yeah and a whole career out of just total bullshit and collapse yeah. in the end when everything like it's uh, it, 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 I, that's the the whole the subprime thing, all this sort of stuff. It was everyone's along with it because everyone just believed, oh no, this is the right way. It's either, everything's going this direction, and then eventually something snaps. It all comes tumbling down. And what is what is the value of LinkedIn other than people saying, oh well, I got my job from LinkedIn. Basic, would you have gotten your fucking job if you wasn't there? People you're right. Got jobs before LinkedIn. You're right. That's amazing. I'm going to change the title of the video as soon as I can. It's going to be like <laughs> LinkedIn is the only fans. Uh, yeah, we have to think. We have to tidy that up a bit. I don't know. It's just, blame tide. Come up with a better version of that. <laughs> yeah. Come on, blame tide. Give us something good. All right. So we are sitting in an hour seven. I think this has been a good discussion. Um, oh, Shadow Axe Kid which is one of my um, spawn says, and this is important. um, Seems like it's incredibly predatory as well, especially with the younger side of employees who are just starting their careers and are impressionable to it all. Probably why it stayed afloat. 
Just like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, my children are smart. Their mother raised them well. I'm dumb. She'll tell you I'm not that smart. But anyway. But yeah, so LinkedIn is like the only fans of bootlickers. I'm going to change that title tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody for being here. I know it's been a minute. Uh, the audio will be up sometime tonight. If not, it'll be up in the morning, depending on like processing times or whatnot. As far as the chronically random, um, stay tuned. There'll be announcements very, very soon about doing something. Uh, I, I really want to get that rolling. I think that'll be cool. But having said that, I want everybody to have a great night. Have a great day at work tomorrow. If you're working, if you're off, enjoy your day off. Don't do what the LinkedIn people tell you to do and check your schedules and whatnot. Be off, man. Be off. And for those fuckers out there who tell you that you worked a two-week notice and that's not good enough, fuck you too. Y'all are idiots. So having said that, everyone have a great night, and we will see you next time. Peace out. Take care of yourself. Have a great night. Stay safe. And do you.